What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. Visit rg-help.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's roll, baby. It's a Monday East Coast bias. John Shostremsky, Raheem Palmer, Joe House. We got a lot of NFL to recap from Sunday. We'll have a couple of picks for Monday night. You got a couple of baseball games on tap. You got a Monday night football game on tap. Really good Monday sports as far as I'm concerned. Um, Sunday takeaway. There's a bunch of different ways you could go. Um, I'm going to let Joe House... Yeah, I'm going to give you the honors here, buddy. What what was the biggest takeaway you had from the Sunday of football that you just watched here 24 hours ago? So a couple things. In the first place, to me, the headline story was the market correction against the public. The public went one and seven against the spread on tickets where the public had a preferred side at a 60% or more total. The only team that covered against the spread that the public was on was Seattle. Who and that was a close cover, but Tampa was the was the leading ticket. The Raiders, the Bills, the Packers, the Rams, right in my heart. Uh, Broncos, Lions. Uh, oh no, the Browns. I'm not. I'm sorry. Uh, the Browns could have covered, but right at the end there. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, public getting hammered, one in seven against the spread, and then there was a correction to to the totals as well under still though, the prevailing story seven and five uh, to, to, to the unders, even with the books trying to push those numbers down as far as possible. Of course, the Seawards and the giants were the lowest scoring game of the day, 14 to seven classic NFC East garbage. But to me, that was kind of the, the, the headline takeaway. We had winners out of the Patriots, the giants, the Broncos and the bears. Imagine that parlay. Imagine that money line parlay, fellas. Yeah, I mean, to add on to that point, I mean, before yesterday, we had seven NFL teams, the Bears, the Saints, the Giants, the Falcons, the Pats, the Broncos, and the Panthers. They were a combined 5-33-4 against the spread. 
Well, yesterday, the Bears, Giants, Falcons, Patriots, and Broncos all covered and won outright as underdogs. So there is a correction going on. Um, I think my big takeaway is that the Baltimore Ravens are legit. Um, you saw, the, I mean, the Todd Monken offense, it looked exactly how we imagined it in the, the offseason. I mean, Lamar Jackson is, is at the top of his game right now. 21 of 27, 357 yards, three touchdowns, zero sacks, 95 QBR, 155 QB rating. So, I mean, that Lions defense is trash, but this Ravens offense has been waiting to break out. And they're five and two, but they should legitimately be seven and zero right now. So this is a team that's a force to be reckoned with. Listen, fellas, that was my wisest wager. I loved Baltimore in that spot against Detroit, and I think it's important to look at this game and not disparage Detroit. I'm not going to do that. You know what? Detroit is off to a terrific start. They had a bad game. It happens. They kind of were in that position where they were put on the pedestal. We've seen that with a bunch of different teams over the course of this year. They get kind of propped up, they get put on a pedestal, and they get humbled. That was a bad spot for the Lions. So I was all over Baltimore in that game. I want to give them a lot of credit. Raheem, you hit on it. Lamar Jackson played out of his mind yesterday. He was doing whatever the hell he wanted to do yesterday. And how it's like, the, the way I see it with Detroit, okay, they're still in great shape in their division, but I think the narrative and the takeaway from that game should be far more about what the Ravens were able to do and not necessarily the ineptitude of the Lions. I'm going to give the Lions a mulligan for that one. I am. That That's fine. I mean, it, there was a whole bunch of situational aspects of that Lions. There was consecutive games on the road. It was an outdoor game. It was Jared Goff outdoors. There was wind. You know, there were a bunch of factors you could point to for the Lions. The thing that you know, sounds the cautionary note for me is that the Lions were were faring very well in a lot of the defensive metrics. And what we just saw was essentially a repeat of what Seattle did to that Lions secondary. So you need to be cautious. If you need, as you size up the Lions and look for them in, in, in your handicaps, be sure that the, the opposing pass offense is not a top 10, you know, rated offense or has the capacity to be top 10 because that Lions secondary is absolute garbage. And the two best passing offenses they've been up against have gone up and down the field against them with no resistance whatsoever. So that, that was part of the correction. Also, you know, that Cleveland defense that we thought we were ready to like crown their ass, put them in, in some historical company. Uh, I don't, I don't think we're going to do that anymore. I think we have a little bit of a better feel on the defensive side for who the proper good defenses uh, are. Baltimore against that Lions offense, they really showed out. And then the Chiefs very quietly, I'm sorry to say this, it might be time to be looking at Chiefs Super Bowl tickets again because, uh, uh, JJ, that uh, defense is too good. That Chiefs defense is too good, buddy. No, you're right about that. And I was on the Chargers in that game. Stupid. You know, I looked at way too many trends. I, I looked at way too much of all these at three-point games. The Chargers are a bunch of losers. And the Chiefs, they know how to win games in a variety of different ways, Raheem. If it's about their defense, they can win with defense. If it's about their running game, they can win with their running game. Patrick Mahomes, I, I don't understand how you don't guard Travis Kelsey. I know Taylor Swift is in the building, but guess what? If you're the L.A. Chargers, let somebody other than Travis Kelsey go and beat you. But what Kansas City has been able to do 
from a defensive standpoint, super impressive. And I almost think with these Chief games, Raheem, we're at a point now because their offense before Sunday has not been as wow. It has not been as like salivating as it's been in years past. I kind of feel like we've gotten some discounted numbers on the Chiefs that maybe we've missed out on. At least I did Sunday against LA. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that you're seeing this Chiefs offense, it wasn't what it was in years past. So I, I do think their numbers have been deflated, but I also think they've been playing teams that haven't been been very good. And I think there's going to be spots to fade them in the future. I mean, you look at this Chargers team, if you ask me, and you've been hitting on this heavy, JJ, Justin Herbert, I mean, he looks the part. He has the big cannon arm. Like he fits everything that you want a great quarterback to be, but he hasn't been great. And this Chargers offense has really been overrated without Mike Williams. So in years past, they've always played the Kansas City Chiefs tough. They didn't this time because this Chargers offense isn't the same. And I think they're going to need a total reset because this team is going nowhere fast. Very overrated. Now, we got to get to the Sunday night game. And Raheem, you liked the Eagles early in the week. You mentioned that. I know Simmons was all over the Eagles early in the week. I didn't have a great feel on the game. Did not bet Miami. Kind of stayed away, actually played the under, and I was sweating that under out to the final two or three minutes of the game. Thank you. Thankfully, the Eagles decided to say, all right, victory formation. House, here's my weird contrarian take, because I think all week the national shows are going to be like, hey, Miami, they smoke these bad teams. But when they've gone up in weight class, they got throttled by Buffalo and they lose by two scores against Philadelphia. To me, that game was closer than you think. I mean, Miami was down seven, two it throws the interception on third down. Miami down three starters on the line. They didn't have Xavier Howard. They didn't have Jalen Ramsey. And yet that's a seven point game. Ten minutes in, nine minutes into the fourth quarter. Eagles need a 10 zillion push pushes to get their fourth downs and do their thing and basically put the game on ice. I know everyone's going to be like, oh, Miami, they can't play with the big boys. Ba, 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 ba. I call nonsense. Winning in Philadelphia, very tall order. Winning in Buffalo, one of the best home field advantages in the NFL. I think the Dolphins are going to be A-OK. I really do, House. I'm like weirdly like pump the brakes. These national narratives that they can't beat a good team. Let's let's calm down with that. That's my take. I'm so proud of you. Uh, and I would have lost the bet before we started the pod. I told Dream and and uh, our producer, the Wargon Warrior, to be tracking the amount of time that you were going to be talking about that Philly-Miami game because I was absolutely positive we were going to hear about the penalty discrepancy within the first 30 seconds. Which, listen, I, was not great. I mean, it's, the, the, well, it's, the, it's worse than that. It's inexcusable. I, I mean, it, it, it impeaches. Look, I was on the Eagles. I, I was fine with the outcome, but... If you go through that game script and and look at it was 10 to 0. How many NFL games have zero penalties on the home team? It's a, it's a, it's unbelievable to me. I mean the the referees have been one of the ongoing stories of of this season. They control so much of the outcome. They took a a a, a touchdown off the board and uh, and also called a uh, failed to call a, a defensive pass interference on an interception like there were game-changing, game-altering, game-trajectory-altering calls that went against Miami, only against Miami. Like, that face mask was brutal. And, I mean, obviously, the Dolphins got lucky because Jalen Hurst threw an interception 
on the very next play. But that face mask was one of the most egregious nine calls that I've seen all year. And speaking of the officiating, you go to that Rams-Steelers game and you you have Kenny Pickett who completely misses the spot. How did they miss that spot? And how is that spot not reviewable? That is basically a turnover on downs. It should have been the Los Angeles Rams ball. And House, I know you were on the short end to stick with that one with the Rams. That is beyond me that they go and call that play a first down with that particular look. Beyond well, me. Yeah, so that play wasn't the thing that made me upset about that Rams-Steelers outcome. I'm upset at myself for betting on the stupid Rams. But to, to the point of that spot, like, it's the 21st effing century. The Cousin Sal and Bill talked about this. The balls have chips. You can, do you watch the Wimbledon? Do you watch major tennis? They know exactly where the ball is. You can put a, a chip. Every NFL football has a chip. Why are we letting these old dudes run from 40 yards away? They can't run. I'm old. It's like me trying to watch. Oh, he fell down. Let me run over there and put my left foot down. That's where the ball goes. What the fuck are we doing? Sorry, F-bomb for the podcast. I know we're not on TV, but Jesus Christ, like, you know, the, these outcomes matter. You can't have this this complete, you know, uh, 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 Benny Hill show circus running around out there and, and determining the outcomes in this manner, fellas. And how about this, Raheem? So with Buffalo losing to New England, which was a stunner, and Buffalo's got some serious problems. Buffalo, think about this. They're down 12. They go and get the two touchdowns. They get the born fumble. And you're like, all right, they take the lead. Mac Jones never has these comebacks. The Patriots, they're they're dead. I had them plus seven and a half. I'm worried about a pick six. I'm worried about stupidity at the end of the game. That's going to cost me a cover. Not only do they keep the cover, they go right down the field and score a touchdown. And Kasicki has the worst gritty that you're ever going to see in your life. And Raheem, even though Miami lost to Philly in a game that everybody watched on national television, their odds to win the AFC East. And I took a peek at this. You guys know I got a wedding gift. Somebody gave me a nice ticket on the Dolphins to win the AFC East at a very juicy number. So I'm heavily invested more ways than one. The Dolphins now, guys, are minus 160 to win the division. Raheem, that's after the Dolphins lost on Sunday night. Yeah, I think the Bills are done. They've just wow. had two, done. Okay. They just had too many. It's too many defensive injuries to make up. And you look at Josh Allen, he's not healthy. So I, I can't in good faith say that, you know, recommend to bet the Bills. Now, I mean, I know the Bills are four and three. Um, and they still have an opportunity, but I just don't trust this team with the with the loss of Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, Trey White. It's just too much. Um, you saw Matt Jones struggle the entire year. And he made it look easy against the Bills. So I think they're done. I Believe it or not, I think the Jets have a real chance of winning this division. At plus 950, I know it's Zach Wilson. I know they have a tough schedule. But when you look at who they got coming up next, they got the New York Giants. They got the Chargers. They got the Raiders. And they win two or three of those next three games. They're in a good spot. Well, and, and I, it sets up those two games with Miami, one on Black Friday, the other one the week before Christmas to be monstrous, monstrous games. I, you know what, Raheem? We bet on them to make the playoffs. What? We nailed it last week at like plus 350 at 375. You're telling me Buffalo plus 195 is not the hedge I should be looking at. The Jets at plus 950 is the hedge I should be looking at. 
Yeah, it, it just would not surprise me if this team won this division because they're the they're the, they're actually the healthiest team in the division. Like you saw all the injuries to the, to, the, to, the, to Miami last night. You see the injuries to the Bills. The Patriots haven't been in, haven't been healthy the whole year. The only the only team that's healthy in the division is the Jets outside well, of the outside Aaron of Rodgers. That, that is a yeah. big one, though. That is a big one at quarterback. I mean, they still have a solid. De- they have the best defense in the division. <laughs> oh, that's not even debatable. That's not even close. Uh, but how? So you looking at Buffalo? They still have Tampa and Denver at home their next two weeks. You don't look at Buffalo House as a team that's going to be contending in the top half of the AFC this year. Uh, I'm, I'm. It's sad because they're so talented. Dream and I talked about before we jumped on the pod today. I, I agree with that assessment that they're cooked, and it, they just have too many crucial injuries at too many crucial spots, and. They can't uh, afford uh, Josh Allen to be hobbled in any way, shape, or form. And you could see he's a, even the tiniest bit hobbled. Um, it, it makes a difference. But their defense can't stop anybody. The Patriots immediately got the ball back and went 30 yards on a, on a Ramondre Stevenson, like bubble screen kind of action, uh, and went right down the field. Like the, the, the field goal was never in doubt. Uh, once the Patriots got the ball back, and that's the Patriots, that's Mac Jones. So this is the I, I, it's I'm 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 bummed out for Bills Nation, but those injuries are just too much to overcome. I'm afraid, JJ. Boys, we got a lot to get to. We have a Monday Night Football game to handicap. We have a Game Six and a Game Seven with the baseball all on Monday night, and then Tuesday night, NBA kicks off. We have a couple of plays for that. All right. We got to get in the lab. We'll do that right after this. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was... A kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, boys. We'll start with Monday Night Football. The Niners at 5-1, seven-point favorites at the 2-4 and four Minnesota Vikings. This is not optimal San Francisco. Debo Samuel is not going to play. Trent Williams, 
is not going to play. Waiting word on what the deal is going to be with Christian McCaffrey. Now, you know Minnesota does not have Justin Jefferson. You know Minnesota is a subpar defense. That has been obvious if you've watched them over the course of this year. And we all know what the trends are. We all know what the narratives are. Kirk Cousins, primetime game. Kirk Cousins, Monday night. House, you are the resident Kirk Cousins expert. So maybe you're going to talk me out of this one. I kind of like Minnesota plus seven. I, I just think it's one of those games. I know it's the Niners off a loss. I know the Niners had that terrible game against Cleveland. I can, in good faith and good conscience, lay seven with the public when everybody's betting San Francisco and it's not peak San Francisco going into this game. I'm holding my nose. I'm taking a seven with Minnesota. JJ, not only am I with you in terms of the side, but I'm so afraid of it that I won't put um, San Francisco in any teaser legs and I don't, I'm not messing around. I would never, you know, I'm not looking at that money line um, in any way, shape or form. I think this is a, nervous and anxiety inducing spot for the for the 49ers and it really to me doesn't go any further than that Trent Williams uh you know being out and and Daniel Hunter on the other side of that uh I mean <laughs> you 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 think that the Flores likes to blitz watch how many blitzes this they blitz at 60% this might be an 80% blitz game I don't want any part of that I mean obviously every quarterback doesn't look good under pressure but Purdy under pressure, his splits are especially, he, we have to remember the dude still hasn't played 15 professional football games. You know what I mean? Like he's still a, a rookie for all intents and purposes. I don't want any part of this. I think the side is, is Minnesota uh, dream. This is tough because we saw Kirk Cousins last week without Stefan Diggs, without Adam Thielen, without Justin Jefferson. Like, they struggled to score. This is the first time we've seen Kirk Cousins without any true weapons and since he's been in Minnesota. And they couldn't score against a Bears defense, which has been hot trash. So back in Minnesota here is tough. But when you look at the preseason look-ahead line, the Vikings were plus two and a half. I'm not sure that we've seen anything that would make this worthy of a five-point line move being that we have all these injuries to San Francisco. Debo Samuel is out with that. It was a hairline fracture. Christian McCaffrey might, might not play. You're looking at George Kittle. He's been blocking more because San Francisco offensive line has been struggling and they haven't been able to run him out for routes. So you look at his, his production first, first three games, he has 16 catches since then he's had like five catches. So, He's barely getting the ball. So when I see this game, I think under. And we've seen this this total go from 45 and a half to where you're seeing 44s and 43 and a half. So I would lean under on this. Um, I would also probably lean Minnesota, but I'm not going to play this at all. So Raheem, a complete stay away. I think the under is the right side as well, Raheem, considering the fact this total went from 47 to 43 and a half as we speak here on FanDuel. And I'm going to just keep riding that contrarian wave. House mentioned that at the start of the show, the public got a nice slice of humble pie throughout the course of the slate in week seven. I think that will continue on Monday night. So, yeah, I'm holding my nose. I see we get a tight game on Monday night, and I'm going to take the Vikings plus the seven points. Now, we have two baseball games tonight. 
We have a game six, the Phillies, everything coming up Philly these days. They're one win away from getting back to their second straight World Series. And then the main event is a game seven in Houston, Battle of Texas, Rangers, Astros. Couple of game, last couple of games have been really good. Max Scherzer, who is also to beat up and has not been particularly good in October over the last few years against Mr. October and Christian Javier. Raheem, I'll start with your Phillies. I think everybody expects them to win tonight. We know how good that home field advantage has been at Citizens Bank Park. You know what I have riding in this, though. Minus one and a half games comes down to tonight. Phillies to win game one, Phillies to win a series. In play, I hope it doesn't come to a game seven. Should I be worried uh, about your Phillies here in this game six? I don't think you should be worried at all. Um, I think you're in a good position. I mean, you have Aaron Nola laying 184 right now on FanDuel Sportsbook. So I just think you're in a, in a really, really good position. I'm personally probably not going to play the Phillies tonight just because I, that's price right. But I think you're in a great position. So hopefully the Phillies win it. This game's around 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So um, before the Monday Night Football game, we should be celebrating a World Series birth. So I, I like the Phillies also. It is a fun thing to see a genuine home field advantage in baseball. Like, you just don't see that anymore. Case in point, this Texas-Houston series where the road team has won every single game. Uh, and I, got a, I grew accustomed to that with the 2019 World Series where Washington won the World Series by winning four games on the road. It seems like the home field just doesn't matter. It certainly matters in Philadelphia. I have to have a little action tonight. You know, you could go on the FanDuel Sportsbook for the price. Don't spend a lot of money on this. But look, if you want to go ahead and parlay the Phillies, you don't want to lay that minus 184 juice with the Phillies. Maybe parlay them with Minnesota. You could do Ooh, that. I the like Vikings, that. there's kind of a there's a little angle to that. That's paying right now on the FanDuel's plus 432. So turn, you know. Now, when the, you say parlay with Minnesota, Minnesota on the money line house or money? Of course, uh, of course, on the money uh, line. So we're yes. really getting frisky. Money line parlay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so money, really line, money line parlay. Here. You know yeah. what? That's a fun one, dude. I, I, I might, I might take you up on that. I might. I don't know if I want Minnesota to win the game, but you know what, house? That's a yellow bet. I like it. <laughs> I mean, you know what we're doing with Kirk Cousins here. Obviously, you you could do it in a much more you know, cautious way. If you want to be smart and play the under on FanDuel right now, the under is 43 and a half. You could do it the way the dream caution that gets you to, to almost two to one odds. If the Phillies outright minus 184, the under 43 and a half in the Niners Vikings game, that's plus 194 just to have a little taste. I, why not do both? You know what I mean? No, I totally get that. Now in the ALCS, I have a little dilemma here house. So I bet Texas to win the series. I have a ticket on the Texas Rangers. I want to say, I'm going to tell you right now because I'm pulling it up at 10 to 1 to win a World Series. Now, I'm invested with the Phillies, so we're covered in the National League. I'm debating if this is a good hedge spot. I kind of think it is. I, I thought Texas would win. I think game five is going to end up being their killer. They had them. They should have won that game. Altuve hits the home run that breaks their back. I got no faith in Scherzer. I got no faith that he's going to be able to get out. And Javier has been so good in these playoff games. I kind of think the move for me here, as lame as it sounds, is to just get out of some of this action and take the Astros at minus 130. Raheem, do I let it ride or do I kind of split the baby and hedge a little bit? 
I would hedge a little bit just because I, I don't trust Scherzer at all. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to have, um, you know, unders on strikeouts, unders on outs. I think it's going to be a quick hook for him. So um, I would trust Houston here. I mean, they just they just have the pedigree. They know how to win. Um, I, I thought Texas was like really live in this series, but that game five was just brutal. Um, and you can't trust their bullpen at all. Like even last night, I thought they were going to blow it. <laughs> like they had multiple chances to blow it. And then they just, I mean, fortunately they got out of it and then, you know, they blew it open with the Garcia home run, but Astros are probably going to win tonight. So I'm in the same boat, JJ. I bought a ticket on the Rangers at the outset of this series, mainly because of uh, Bruce Bochy. I mean, I just, I just think he's, he's a wizard uh, in, in the, in the baseball postseason, um, but I'm going to hedge out of it because there's no scenario. I love what, what Dream is selling in terms of props, unders for, for Scherzer. At this stage, I mean, I don't want to disrespect the man, but he's a fake thug. He is not, you know, <laughs> he to, 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 steal, to steal a Dream line, he is not that guy. He, he, he was that guy. He was that guy during the regular season in Washington. He wasn't even really that guy in the postseason in Washington, if we're being honest about it. But, you know, at this point, it's just about trying to protect yourself, protect your, your bankroll, protect your investment. It's a hedge position for me, JJ. Fair enough. All right. We got a couple of basketball games on Tuesday. It starts for real. It'll be the Lakers and the Nuggets, Western Conference rematch. That's at 730. Then you got the Newark Phoenix Suns with your buddy Bradley Beal taking on the Warriors. So you have Denver as a four and a half point favorite. You have the Warriors as one-point favorites. Raheem, I know you're going to do a lot of this on your Tuesday pod, potentially. So, House, this is our chance. We want to get in on some of the opening night NBA action. I'll tell you the play I'm making. I'm taking the Lakers plus four and a half. I'm taking the Lakers. You see a lot of these teams, the opening night, maybe a little sluggish. Maybe they're enjoying themselves a little bit too much. I feel like the Lakers are going to be ready for this one. You know, a little... Uh, little spice from, you know, what happened last year in the Western Conference Finals. I'm going to take the Lakers here, plus four and a half, and I might even sprinkle them on the money line. That's my NBA play for Tuesday night. I I, I don't hate it. You know, there has been this preseason talk of the Lakers having the Nuggets kind of circled. The the Lakers only regard um, the Nuggets as their serious opposition to their ambition for this upcoming season. That's what all of the... The words and body language coming out of Los Angeles seem to suggest. So if they intend to validate their position, then they better come out and cover that number. I think the way that I would like to play this, look, let me let me pull this one together. Uh, the parlay machine is is firing this Monday morning. Hey, if you take the Lakers plus four and a half and the Warriors on the at, at, at minus one, because why why lay the juice on the money line? It's stupid. That pays out a nice plus two fifty-four. Uh, 264. Pardon me. I got to turn up my glasses. Lakers plus four and a half. Warriors minus one. Tuesday night, build a bankroll for your NFL Thursday night ticket plus 264, fellas. So the interesting thing is why you guys were giving out the Lakers plus four and a half. It just went to five worldwide. So (laughs) I I guess we're not moving markets the way we think we're moving markets. It's actually the other way, you know, Raheem? That happens. I I don't have anything on these two games just because I I just, like, I think you guys are probably right about the Lakers. The the Nuggets lost so much. And when you lose Bruce Brown, um, when you look at the the depth of that team, I mean, the, the reserves are pretty shaky. And this Lakers team, to me, 
I think they got a lot better. You add Gabe Vince, you add Torian Prince, Christian Wood, Cam Reddish, Jackson Hayes. I think they're going to be a much better team. And we saw them last year. They played at like a 51 win pace towards the end of that year. So I think the Lakers are probably the right side, but I don't have anything on it right now. I'm actually going to skip ahead to Wednesday. Um, there's a game I really like. Minnesota Timberwolves laying one on the road against the Toronto Raptors. You can find that right now on FanDuel Sportsbook. It was minus 102. I gave it out on my Twitter for the money line. They were underdogs last night. They're now favorites. So um, minus one, uh, minus 116. I think that you should grab that now for Wednesday against the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors are going to take a step back. I like the Minnesota Timberwolves. They finally have everybody together. Carney, Anthony Towns, we, we played their over. Last year, only played 29 games. Anthony Edwards is ready to make that leap. So I think they start the season off with a win. And finally, Raheem, I know Memphis was a team you kind of looked at. You had circle, the Marcus Smart effect, the whole deal. Now with this Adams injury, uh, what are we doing here? Are you out on the Grizzlies altogether? Yeah, I'm out on the Grizzlies. Um, I, I'm just, to me, the big part of what made the Grizzlies so great was that they can rebound and they can play defense. Without Adams, they're not going to be able to rebound the same. I know Jaron Jackson Jr. is still a monster defensively, but Adams, you know, he created so many openings as far as, you know, like screening. Um, it, it's just I, I can't back this team now because we know they struggle in the half court offensively. So um, until I see an improvement in their half court offense, I, I can't back them because so much of their identity was based on defense and rebounding. I, I do wonder if there will be an opportunity, maybe 15 to 20 games from now, they come out, um, you know, behind the eight ball because of missing John, because of this injury, and they go into the market and they go after hard somebody like Rob Williams, somebody like Time Lord, somebody like Kelly Olynyk. There are some teams with a plethora of, of big dudes. Detroit still got too many centers. Uh, I, I might circle Charlotte. You know, they might they might be in a seller mode um, coming up here. Um, I do think the Grizzlies, looking at the the roster that they have and how they intend to compete this upcoming season, there's a move ahead of them. Maybe there'll be an opportunity for us to make some money um, after they after the the you know first handful of games that they come out a little flat. Boys, we had a lot here. We have some parlays for you. We're feeling good about this Monday night card. It's going to be a great night to, uh, you know, sit on the couch. I mean, I'm going to pick up right where I left off yesterday and, you know, we'll see where uh, a Monday takes us. I'm thinking already a Viking Philly. Let's get the Phillies home house and, and then maybe we can get ourselves one hell of a hedge if the Vikings end up coming out like 10 nothing, man. Then we really could start to get spicy on this. I like it. I love it. The w- way to go. For Joe House, Raheem Palmer, JJ, John Jastrzemski, want to thank our buddy, the Wargon Warrior. Raheem's going to have his pod coming up on Tuesday. Then we will reunite, and we'll be ready on Thursday to get you ready for, wow. You know what, you know what we forgot before, before we go? Before we yeah. go. Parting thought. Why we do nothing for next week? Oh, you have, a look, you have a look ahead for me? Yeah, go ahead. We had so much going on, I got distracted, to be honest with you. Um, I like two. I like Atlanta, and I like Seattle. <laughs> Uh, Seattle lane two and a half against Cleveland. I like that. Um, yeah. Is and there I like Atlanta, be, Atlanta laying one because when you when you look at Tennessee, we all know they struggle defensively. Um, Desmond Rose is going to be able to throw the ball through the air, but also if Malik Willis is out there, I mean, who? I mean, this this line could close two and a half to three. So um, I want to grab that early. 
Um, doesn't Jet Giants smell like such a rat line with the Jets only laying a field goal? That reeks of a rat, man. I, I'm, I'm calling it now, and obviously it's not the New York, New York battle that I think a lot of people envisioned at the start of the year. I'm just saying with Tyron Taylor and House knows this, the Giants have looked like a better team the last couple of weeks. They have looked far more functional. They have looked far more competent. And I don't know how they're going to block the Jets. I really have no clue. But that game's starting to reek of a rat. I'm just, uh, I'm saying it now with the Jets only laying a field goal. <laughs> I smell a rat. I'm not messing with that one, but I did fire on a teaser already based on the numbers that are out there in the market. This is a favorite teaser. I have the Ravens sitting at eight and a half favored uh, over Arizona. Let's push them down to under the, the, the magic number of three down to two and a half. And then uh, the Lions in an absolute get right opportunity. Oh, that's a smash here. spot for the Lions. That's a smash spot. Oh, my spot. God. That's uh, a you smash know what? spot. That is a great call. The Lions laying eight against Vegas is one that you should have circled. Another one, and I know New England got their win, and I know it's a division game. Miami owns the Patriots in South Florida. They own the Patriots in South Florida. And it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, but that's a tease candidate right out of the gate. Give me the Dolphins at three or three and a half, whatever the case may be. So I, that's one I'm firing on house. Give me that vague, give me Detroit and Miami in bounce back games for both. I like it. That's fun. That's a good one. We, we got a card coming together, fellas. What are we going to, we have plenty to talk about on Thursday. October is the best month for, for sports bar none. And the only thing that I got to worry about is eating too much chili during the week, because I, I don't want indigestion by Sunday. You know what I mean? Well, you you hang in there. Uh, make sure the Pepto-Bismol is handy. Thank you. And Thank the you. seltzer and everything you need. Uh, the boys are signing off. We gave you a nice parting thought there with some NFL look at headlines. We'll have a lot more of that coming up on Thursday. East Coast Buys, boys. We'll see you on Thursday. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas. Under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem. Call 100-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 100-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash Connecticut. 100-9 within Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or... Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 100gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. 
So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.